Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of our homeland, Eretz Yisrael. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu continue to protect our brave soldiers as they eradicate our enemies. May God continue to bring home all the hostages from Gaza. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu comfort all those who have lost family or friends in the horrific attack. And may God grant a speed recovery to all those injured in the attack. This week's Parsha Perspective is also in loving memory of Leah Mincha, Basak of Yosef, Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. May the souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Vayishlach, Strength and Resilience. Our Parsha begins with Yaakov Avinu returning home to Canaan after more than 20 years of absence. Still fearful of Esau, his brother, Yaakov sent messengers with a message of reconciliation. However, they returned with a grim report. Esau was preparing to greet him with 400 men. In response, Yaakov sent him an extravagant gift of hundreds of cattle, donkey, and camels. He split his camp into two so that if one were attacked, the other one could escape, and finally he turned to God to beg for mercy and prayed. The night before he met his brother Esav, he moved his family and belongings across the Yabuk River. After everybody had crossed except for him, Yaakov met an angel. And he started to wrestle and fought until dawn when the angel wanted to go, but Yaakov refused to let him until he was blessed. So the angel gave Yaakov a new name, Yisrael, the Prince of God. After more than 20 years apart, Yaakov and his brother Esav finally meet once again. Yaakov bowed seven times and embraced Esav as they cried together. Esav asked Yaakov Avinu, Who are all these people with you? And Yaakov replied that these are the children whom God has gifted your servants. Yaakov pleaded with Esav to accept the gifts that Yaakov sent him before, although Esav did not want to. And ultimately, Esav accepted the gifts, the sheep, the cattle, the donkeys, and they eventually parted ways on good terms, and Esav went to Mount Seir, Har Seir, and Yaakov traveled back to the land of Israel. However, a question comes to mind. Before the angel begged Yaakov Avinu to release him, he injured Yaakov's hip and sciatic nerve. The Pasuk writes that when he saw they had not prevailed against Yaakov Avinu, he hit Yaakov's hip socket so his hip would be strained as he wrestled with Yaakov. But there are so many other body parts that are easier to injure than the hip area. Why did Esau's angel injure Yaakov's hip and sciatic nerve specifically? What was the reason that the angel tried to hurt that area in particular? The Ranban Rev Moshe ben Nachman, the leading Torah scholar, doctor, and philosopher known as Nachmanides, gives a deep explanation that is profound and relevant till this very day. He writes that there was no chance encounter, nor was this angel random. This was Esav's personal guardian angel. And when he injured Yaakov's hip area, he intended to harm, to influence his future generations. He attempted to impact, to control, and to affect all descendants of Yaakov, the Jewish people. The Ramban explains that the angel tried to injure Yaakov's hip to cause him to fall to the ground. And once he was on the ground, the angel could force Yaakov to surrender, to relinquish the blessings that he stole from Esau. 
specifically the blessing of mastery over his brother, which was the only blessing that really mattered to Esau. But Yaakov stood firm and weathered through the pain and suffering for his future generations, for us. So we will learn how to have faith despite the challenges we face. Accordingly, the Malach, the angel, gives Yaakov a new name, Yisrael, referring to the strength Yaakov exhibited during their altercation. His new name, Yisrael, is indicative of the power, the resilience he demonstrated during his fight for existence, his fight for survival. This is why we are called Bnei Yisrael, the children of Yisrael, the descendants of Yisrael as we are given a part of that resilience as a gift, as an inheritance, so we could fulfill God's promise to Avraham, to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov. So we will continue to thrive despite the challenges we face, because we will exist and continue to exist because of the covenant of our redemption. As God said to Yaakov in last week's Parsha, the ground which you were lying on I will give to you, I will give to your descendants. And your descendants shall be like the dust of the earth and spread out to the west, east, north, and south. And all the families of the world shall be blessed by you and your descendants. And remember that I am with you. And I will protect you wherever you go and bring you back to this very land. And I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. The name Yisrael proclaims and states categorically that although others may have the numbers, they will not prevail, for God is not on their side. No matter what they do or how hard they try, the Bnei Yisrael, the children of Yisrael, the descendants of Yisrael will not be conquered. And I could not think of a more relevant perspective than the Ramban's explanation of what the angel of Esav hoped to accomplish when injuring Yaakov Vinu's hip. Esav's angel tried to impact the Jewish nation as a whole and eliminate the secret to our immortality. The name Israel demonstrates that our survival and existence does not rely on physical strength, but on God alone. Our reality is innately godly and spiritual. The Torah and, our, and its commandments are the secrets to our energy, consistency, and continuity. And our ability to adapt, survive, and endure is due to us surrendering to God and submitting to His powerful will. And as we quickly approach the holiday of Hanukkah, this perspective seems even more relevant. The story of Hanukkah is an example of physical strength being defeated, being dominated by a spiritual and godly force, a demonstration to those who seek to destroy us. You have never done it. You will never succeed, for God, His Torah, and His love are on our side. As anti-Semitic rhetoric becomes mainstream, becomes popular, no, they don't stand a chance. They may be intimidating and frightening, but there is no way they will succeed in destroying the Jewish nation. They are not the first, nor will they be the last who will attempt, who will try to eliminate God's chosen people. We must stay vigilant, we must stay prepared, but we must not live in fear. For God is on our side. I will conclude with a part of the special prayer we say during Hanukkah, B'Alanisim. Masatiki Borim B'Yad Chalashim, you have delivered the mighty into the hands of the weak. Verabim biyad ma'atim, the many into the hands of the few. Tameim biyad tahirim, the defiled people in the hands of the pure. Rashoyim biyad tzadikim, the wicked in the hands of the righteous. Vizaydim biyad iskitar secha, and the sinners into the hands of those who keep your Torah. Biyamimahim, in those times, bismanazeh, in these times. Have a great weekend and a good Shabbos.
Thank you for tuning in to The Partial Perspective. Check out our website, thepartialperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to thepartialperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.